everybody, and welcome to the Unofficial Elder Scrolls Podcast. I am your host, as always, Pylon, and we're doing a little bit of a fun night tonight, uh, which is extra good because I'll talk about it a little bit more in my scholarly pursuits, but I'm running on an entirely new system right now, so apologies in advance if there's any snafus or things going on here. So Baratron just reminded us all to hit record because I forgot to tell you guys too, so. Hit record, Alara. I, I, I would have forgotten. I had. No I, I also so forgot, so we're good to go. Um, <laughs> it's fine. We'll figure it out. We can probably just use the audio from the show this week anyways. We'll be fine. Uh, but yeah, we've got a good show for you. We're going to do some question and answer. We've put out on all of our um, social media that there would be lots of different things going on. So we've got to ask some questions and got a lot of interesting questions from you guys so hopefully we'll be answering those later um and tonight i've got some old faces back in here not that they're old just that they've been around for a while and we have I'm alara old. and ba i'm old too so whatever it's fine um alara how's it going tonight i'm good and for you it's going pretty well i'm literally downloading audacity as we speak because i still haven't even installed <laughs> that on this computer uh, so it's going to be an interesting night. We'll see how well the audio works out for the podcast listeners. I'm sorry in advance if it didn't work out as well as I would. So hope. we're flying, flying by the seat of our pants. Oh, just tonight, right? seat of the pants tonight. Like just, <laughs> just, just going with it. It's fine. We'll be fine. Right, guys? Um, and speaking of fine, how's it going? Look, it, can't, it can't be as bad as I So I did a stream on Thursday. Just just an impromptu stream because I was like, yeah, let's just do some antiquities for the for the ESO event. And I was in the middle of streaming and my laptop overheated. And that was so embarrassing. Oh man. Because my husband was here, right? So so I was like, oh my god, my laptop overheated. And I, I carried on typing on my phone on the Twitch app. And I sort of ran in and went, Can you can you fix it? And he, there was so much fur. Like I reckon he dug a whole ewok out of my fans. <laughs> Seriously. Yes. Apologies, should, everybody. Should, there will be. Yeah. Um, I just realized that the because of the problem we had earlier, the Skype noises and all of the other different noises we have will also be audible on stream tonight. So if my computer starts yelling at me, I'm sorry. I'll see if I can mute all like the notification sounds for now. But it's been a it's been a night so far. So could be worse. It could be worse. That's right. It could be worse. <laughs> well, you know what. Now that we've actually, Baratron, I feel like I didn't even actually get to introduce you. Baratron, how are you doing now? I'm, I'm okay. Yeah, it was a nice day today. That's good. I went out. I went I went into Kingston. Um, As a non-Brit, and... Kingston is... Southwest London. Okay. On the Thames. Very cool. And yeah, went down, got, got some food. It was very tasty food. And... I got home and ate my ate my lunch and then promptly spilled spilled off of it down myself. Well, that's not that's fun. What I do. Yeah. Um, like just before the show started, I had to like hurriedly go and get change my t shirt because I not only spilled my lunch but also my dinner down myself. None of this is good. None of this is what I want to hear. And I was like, yeah, I don't want to sit here with with <laughs> two two meals spilled down. Yeah. So so I went and got my my Bethesda game day game day top. I was Ooh, wearing that yesterday, it actually. It disappeared as soon as, as, soon as you showed up there. So seeing, As soon as it stops showing my face, it disappears. Yeah. You can see, can't you? <laughs> well, you know what? Why don't we pop over and talk about the news? 
So, so we've got a decent amount of news to talk about tonight. So I don't believe we have really any UESP housekeeping that we wanted to clean up. So Baratron, why don't you get us started with what's going on in the world of ESO? Okay, so the Lost Treasures of Skyrim event has successfully been completed. Players had between September the 23rd and October the 5th to dig up some number, an undisclosed large number of antiquities. Did we ever, we never found out the number, right? No, no, they don't tell us. A big, a big number. They've told us every and other year how many things we needed to do. I, I don't think they did for um, the dragons. We had did. that. I think the summer set one we didn't when we had the house to unlock. Summerfall yeah, though, that event was we just had to go to. We had to get a certain number of people to go to all the points of interest. I'm pretty sure they told us. How many yeah, I don't people? recall them giving us an remember. exact number for that. Let's find out. Well, yeah. Continue on, Baratron. Anyway. That up. Um, so, it was until October the 5th, and the ESO team announced on October the 2nd that players had already reached the goal. So, anybody who owns the Greymore chapter has until October the 15th at the now customary time of 2pm GMT, which is 10am Eastern Time, to claim the rewards through a free bundle in the Crown Store. And the rewards are, uh, first of all, the horror within face and body markings. So uh, some fairly nasty looking tattoos. They're pretty cool. I like them. They're, yeah, they're cool, but they're also scary. <laughs> yeah, I the mean... orchid... Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say the orchid full veil fawn pet, which is a, a purple, little purple deer. Yeah, very um, unterrifying. Like a... Yeah. So so you got you got the, the two, two extremes there. Yeah. And the Antiquarian's Alpine Gallery Player House and the Antiquarian Phaedra House Guest. So a house guest is basically an NPC that you can use the new, uh, the new feature where they you can set paths and have them walk around or fly into the air, whatever it is you want, but have them move around the house so the house looks alive. Now there was um, an error with this house. It's shown as notable. Game, yes, which would be a 350 slots or 700 if you have ESO plus, but it's actually only intended to be a classic home, so 300 slots or 600. I had ESO it show plus. up as classic for me. I, th I think it's only yeah, the it's... controller interface is showing it under notable. Is that what it is? That's what it seems that to be. A, that's a very odd bug. Yeah, well, it's just thought... they put it in a different bucket it looks like but yeah yeah I, but as far as thought... i'm aware it's not everybody seeing it as because i saw it as a classic home but anybody in the controller interface it shows it as notable so Weird. the controller interface actually has different contents to the keyboard and mouse interface uh, you know i thought it was the same same content but just formatted differently yeah, I imagine it... isn't that interesting it maybe it pulls like a different variable or something like that too, because yeah. it has different formatting and stuff like that. So they might have a little bit of a different, but interesting. Anyway. Yeah. So that seems to be where the issue was, but I, I, other people may have seen it in the like the mouse and keyboard format. They might have seen Notable too. I don't know what the actual bug was. So Another thing that they've been doing for um, ESO is the official ESO Twitter account has uh, produced 10 creative prompts for the month of October. So if you create any sort of um, art or fan fiction or poetry, um, you can base it on those prompts. And they've been retweeting a lot of these. So, yeah. Very cool stuff to see. 
Yeah, no, a lot of the time we see like. What was that, Baritone? They're actually quite interesting, these props. Yeah. Because um, you've got things like Priestess, Undead, Alchemy, Beast. And then one of them's Hawker. I know. <laughs> Which is like, okay, yeah. Um, three days of writing or drawing about Hawkers. Yeah. So I know a lot of artists know. like to do uh, Inktober in October. So they try to do like an ink drawing every day. Uh, so it's kind of nice the way they laid it out so that like people can go through and just follow these prompts and not just have to come up with individual ideas the entire month as it go through. So I can't wait to see all the ink or drawings of Horkers just like flooding my timeline <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> I worry that there might be Hawker tusks and you know what people do with Hawker tusks. I don't know what people do with Hawker tusks and I don't want to ask. If if you're a Debellin. <laughs> yeah, if you go to what's her name's uh, house in Riften. I tried to think oh, what her name is. Right, Helga? Yeah. Is it Helga? Something like that. Yeah, Helga. She has something. interesting interesting items in her bedroom. Yes. Yeah, I see in chat they're saying the horkers are the epitome of spookiness. And I'm like, if I saw a horker like this far from my face, that'd be terrifying. <gasps> if Those I things saw are a pretty horker, scary. Like in Somerset or elsewhere or something like that, I'd be incredibly freaked out. You know, because they're supposed to be in Skyrim and other cold icy places so can you imagine there you are in the desert and then there's this giant walrus like creature with three tusks lowering towards yeah. you <laughs> yeah that'd be terrifying that would be um yes that would be quite scary anyway um so Joe Watmo who is a principal concept artist at Cinemax Online Studios was interviewed by Entertainment Insider who wanted to find out how artists and game designers bring Tamriel to life. The video is about 10 minutes long. It's on uh, Entertainment Insider's Twitter. And it's actually really cool because it's, yeah, it's really interesting. Like he's he's producing uh, a quick concept art of Blackreach and he's basically drawing it with, with the Lesotil. Like almost all of it is just done with a Lesotil. And he explains about the position of light and, and things like that. So if you are um, a visual artist then probably probably get something out of it i mean i got something out of it and I, you know, my artistic ability is non-existent so <laughs> definitely recommend watching that yeah it's really really cool um as a reminder pvp test 5 is currently active on the live server so the group sizes are currently limited to 12 and any ally targeted abilities are only applied to group members does that count for aoe abilities too uh, well the the whole point of the test is is for AOEs. but so, i mean if i place an aoe heal on the ground are only people that are in because it's not ally targeted then it's 10 people in the ability that's what i wasn't sure about i'm sure it says it somewhere specifically but i wasn't i couldn't mm, find that specific answer i'm sure i'm sure it means things like a heal springs yeah to only to people that are in your group so yeah that's probably I'm the sure most interesting of the ones they've tested so far to me like because it's it seems more reasonable than adding like all the debuffs and stuff like that of just like saying like only things that you are in a group with because it might even like t cut down on zerging in Cyrodiil a little bit too if you can only group with people and like you can't have eight thousand people getting healed by all the different abilities but mm. 
Yeah, we'll I see don't how know. it works. I mean, yeah, we have no idea. That's if it'll why work they're or trying not, so. all these different tests to find out what actually helps to improve performance. So we'll see. I, yeah, we'll see I what happens. Tell you. Yeah, I, I don't know, but it seems interesting. Cool, cool. So what's new in the Crown Store this week, Alara? They released the Crown Store Showcase, and uh, there's some a lot of spooky theme stuff in there, um, including the furnishing pack for the Sinister Hollowjack items. Um, some other things that are in there are the Tyrants of the Merithic Era uh, furnishing pack, which has things like a dragon skeleton. Um, there's some music boxes, including the Hymn of 500 Axes. It looks like a, a Nordic longboat. It's animated. Yeah, they actually so. posted on their Twitter like a short video, like like just a fifteen second video, of of the animation. I'm yeah. like, I need to buy that now. I know it's so cool. <laughs> I need it. I'm sad because my ESO plus. Yeah, my ESO plus resubs for the year. I think it's like November eighth. So I'm like, well, I don't want to buy crowns right now because I'll be getting my like year chunk of crowns in like two mm. weeks. But it's Halloween right now, and all the cool pumpkins and stuff are out. So. It's tough, tough life. I like how it looks like there's a bunch of like little warriors in the boat. That's cute. Yeah, I just so love cool. the, the rowing of it and the way the waves go up and down. It, it, yeah. It's so well made. They did a fantastic can... job with the anime. The, the music yeah. boxes as a whole are one of my favorite furnishings like out there. Like, just all the different ones they have. They're so, like, the music that they have with them, the animations they have with them, like, the boxes themselves are so intricate. Like, they've done such a great job on building all of these. Like, I, it's it's something I never thought I wanted in ESO until they brought them in. I was like, this is the best thing ever. I own all, like, <laughs> I own so many of them. I love the Dancing Among the Flowers fine one. Which that one is that? Favorite. That's the... It's one of the Elsewhere Bard songs. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Elsewhere ones were all really, really good. Um, there's also a furnishing pack out called The Tyrants of the Mythic or the Merithic Era. Uh, it's returned for three days only at 4,000 crowns or 3,200 crowns if you're an ESO Plus member. Um, and that's the one that has the dragon skeleton and the dragon cult. Uh, yeah, so that one's limited time, whereas the Sinister yeah. Hollowjack is for the whole month of October. So did it come out today? It says sure. it's available for three days, but I want to tell people how many I'm days is three days. Let's take a quick days. look at their Twitter. <laughs> yeah, let me see. I'm not sure if it came out today. Um, but, 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 that's just the crown store. It doesn't say the date on that link. While we look for the uh, the time available, also we have the furnishing pack, the Sinister Hollowjack items, which is basically yeah, jack o lanterns The it's Hollowjack now on furnishing sale. bundle is now on sale. But starting when? Because it was only available for three days. Hang on, I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling. There's a bunch of uh, furnishing packs, I'm confused. <laughs> okay, okay. So, Merithic Era. The Sinister Hollowjack items, which has all the pumpkins and stuff and yeah. tombstones, that's available from now until November 3rd November at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Yeah. Okay. And the Merithic Era one is only until October the 8th. October 8th, okay. So yeah, that started today Thursday. and it's available until the 8th. Sorry, yeah, there's uh, like four different furnishing packs in this Crown Star showcase. Yeah. I feel like they I should start saying the date things. at the head of the show so that people know what date <laughs> it is. Probably a good idea. That's yeah. probably a good idea. 
That's difficult because oh, yeah, then I have to remember what days are. But <laughs> today is October the fifth. Yeah, the USB podcast for October fifth, two thousand twenty. Oh dear, it's been a long year. It's been a long. It really year. has been really... a long year. <laughs> um, I like. I don't know if you guys talking about the Crown Store showcase. Did you see the tweet from? Uh, I think it was. Um, Dominique uh, Davies saying, uh, "Is it a, put out a poll saying, is it okay for the Elder Scrolls Online community team to say the word spoopy in a release? <laughs> and he put a poll <laughs> being like, no, you're a professional or yes, spoopy is fun. It's fun. It That's was fun. Vote. Everybody, it was like 95% voted. Yes, use spoopy. I like that a lot. Uh, also, the public test server had a patch which enabled the New Life Festival for testing along with a PCEU character copy. And what I was really excited about is there is a new quest coming in New Life for the Imperials. So I know people have been asking for a long, long time, saying, we've got all of the other races, why don't we have Imperials? So now mm. we're getting Imperials. And we don't know, uh, you know, we don't know where, where in the world it's set. Yeah. Well, I guess if you do the PTS, you do. Mm -hmm. But I haven't seen it, so... But that's a spoiler, so we're yeah, not going to tell you. So we don't know. It's somewhere, I would assume, Cyrodiil, but maybe not the PvP zone in ESO, but it could be Gold Coast, maybe. But that'd be weird, because that's a DLC. It can't be in the Gold Coast, because, no. it's, because it's DLC. Um, it could be in the Imperial City, I was because that's, say that, that is uh, free City. content. But that would suck. <laughs> and it could be, it could be maybe somewhere Maybe it's something like you can just complete in your base. Maybe, Arithia yeah. Arithia as well. Yeah, if I have to go back and just get see. ganked for hours, it's going to be... <laughs> I don't know. We'll find yeah. out. I don't think they would do that, but who knows. Um, yeah, other than that, so we know something new is coming, but we don't know what yet. So if you're very curious, pop on the PTS and see what's there. If you're waiting, New Life Festival starts... We have the date for it. It's, it's December 20th? If I remember correctly, I'd have to pull up last week's show notes where we went. Oh, pull the dates, up. Let but... me pull up last week's show notes. Oh dear. Right. Wait. This is this is this is a pants show, isn't it? Definitely seat of the pants. Is it seat mm -hmm. of the pants or seam of the pants? Seat. Uh, seat. That makes way more sense. I feel like I remember okay. hearing seam. Uh. So, witch's festival is October the twenty second till November the third. Undaunted Celebration is November the 25th till December the 12th, and the New Life Festival is December the 21st till January the 2nd. There you go. Mm-hmm. And I believe they said that um, the uh, event merchant is going to have all of the um, indirect berries and feathers yes. available, I think, yes. from this year, is it? Or is it all of them? I think it's all well, time. It's I don't know. The... I think it said from this year. We'll have to we'll have to say we'll have to double check, but yeah, because this is we were told that this would be the end of the Indrix um, mm -hmm. after this quarter, so that's an interesting way to do it. So I'm trying to think. I guess we don't know how many event tickets will be available throughout the whole thing. I doubt I'll have be able to grind enough event tickets to make another nascent and another type of Indrix, but it's all twenty twenties might Indrick. be able to. Might be able to all 2020s, so. Because I got the Moss so, Heart one this year, but that took me all year to do because I wasn't as diligent with events 
tickets as I have been previously. So, who knows? If you really want the Indrex, now's your time. You can go back and get one that you missed that you really wanted, so. When uh, was the transparent one? Because that's the one I missed that I really wanted. That was the first year, wasn't it? Yeah, I that think was, it was. Like the I, snow one? That was one? either the last one of um, last year or the first one of this year. Yeah, I really fear it was. I think it was the last I one. I think of... it was last year, but last we'll year. have to double check that. In Legends news, they had the Hexagauntlet, which is a event where you have six copies of each card, except for uniques, um, and the full collection was unlocked, so that meant that even if you didn't own the cards, you could still play with them, uh, but you had a reduced deck size of 30 or 45 cards, depending on if it was a dual-color or tri-color deck. So that's all we really had going on in Legends this week. I actually didn't play any Legends this week, so I didn't get in to do the Hexagauntlet. Uh, oh, no. no, dude... What's that? Sorry, the Spectral Indrick was was the first one of this year. Oh, yes. there okay. you go. So I can get it back. Nice. Yes. Check I wonder if they're going to have the Indrick pets, because I missed some of those, but... Ooh, yeah, I, I did too. Enough. Maybe. Yeah, I think I'll have, have enough event tickets to get the berries for the next one, but yeah. I missed some of those, and I'm sad. Womp womp. Um, no news in Blades, but Alara, I think we have some call to arms news. There are several things that are now available for pre-order. So one is the Imperial Officer set. It comes with um, five new figures, General Tullius, Legate Rica, Priestess of Arche, Imperial Headsman, and Imperial Captain, and the Stormcloak Chieftains, which also has uh, five characters, Ulfric Stormcloak, Galmar Stonefist, Heimsker, Stormcloak Quartermaster, and Stormcloak General. There's a scenery set um, called the Bleak Falls Barrow Tomb Scatter. It's got stuff like uh, urns and things like that. And then there's the Chapter 1 card pack, Civil War, which adds 218 new cards that should support all sets up through February of next year. Did you see the, includes- buy, like, the book that they were sending out with that? It's beautiful. It's like this like nice leather-bound book, it seems, that has all the cards in them. They have kind of a cool uh, art on the front. It's got like the dragon, um, dragon words, like you know, kind of how when you absorb them, it's got yeah that effect. Yeah, it looks, looks really, like really cool. So I'm looking up the Bleak Falls Barrow Tomb Scatter. I love the idea oh. of like the like name of it, like a tomb scatter. Like I'm just imagining like mm. you're like setting up a mission, you're just like grabbing a handful of those like bones and stuff like that, and just like throwing them in the dungeon. Junk, basically. Yeah. Um. But, you know, the kind of junk you see. Yeah, it looks so good. And torches. I wish and I, wish I could afford to get into it. I know. That's how I always feel about, like, miniature games. Like, miniature tabletop games. I'm just like, ah, oh, I wish I had, like, no other hobbies that required my, like, money and attention. <laughs> the actual... Yeah, I, I got the first sets. I haven't actually uh, opened them yet, though, because that was, like, right before I moved and saw all my stuff just, like, packed away. Yeah, fair. Yeah, I have to learn how actual... to paint. Bleak Falls Barrow is £138. And then there's yeah. there's a bunch of Draugr as well, which are £28. And I'm looking at them going, well, they just look so yep. good. Yeah. There's, um, yeah, there's also um, like a Western Watchtower set that's out there. I think that one is like the models to be 3D printed. And those look pretty oh, cool. cool too. I think I need to add those to the wiki yet. So I should do that. Well, there you go. Now Alara has a task for the week. <laughs> but, yeah. Anyway, so those um, 
the sets are the cards, the scenery, and the Stormcloak and Imperial sets. Those are all available for pre-order now. And it says they're expected to ship October 30th. Awesome. Um, we also have some Creation Club updates. Um, it's been about a year since we've had any new releases in Creation Club. And uh, Cartography posted on their, I believe it was the forums talking about it, saying that uh, the current goal is to have a release do, uh, out before the end of the year. They were expected to do some in March, but everything was um, delayed because of COVID-19, trying to transition to remote works and things like that. So everything is ready now, but apparently the big struggle they've had is with testing everything and doing kind of quality assurance on it. So they're working on that, but they mentioned that the um, there was an experimental creation for both Skyrim and Fallout 4 was approved that would be heavily, that would have sole focus solely focused on a quest instead of an item and location award. But with the delay, the scope of both those experiments were raised uh, to feature notable item rewards. So we don't have a firm date on when things are going to be coming out for Creation Club, if you're waiting on that. But we do know that they're planning to have some new creations out for, for the end of the year. Um, and coming with the arrival of the spookiest month of the year, uh, they are giving the Bone Wolf creation away for free. Uh, during the current sale period. Uh, additionally, the Mad God Bundle, Goblin Creation, the Plague of the Dead, and Dead Man's Dread are also all on sale right now, ranging between 25 and 40% off. Um, and we don't know for sure, but it looks like they'll probably stop being on sale around October 15th. So if you're really excited for those, make sure to go and grab them now. Whew. Seems kind of early though, doesn't it? October the 15th of the Halloween-y type things. Maybe there'll be even more Halloween-y things. The weeks after. These are like the the first tier of spooky. And next year is going to be spoopy. So. <laughs> Anyways, let's go and thank all of you fine folks for helping us out. I have to be quick tonight with my muting because I realized that it's not muting the audio between scenes. So everything's a little bit, little bit sketchy tonight. So I'll hopefully get that figured out for next week. Uh, but we do want to thank our latest Patreon supporters. Uh, as a reminder, if you guys want to help us out in many different ways, patreon.com slash UESP is the best place to go. Uh, we've been doing a lot of showcasing of the different uh, rewards that we're going to be sending out really soon. So there's some journals, the coins have been finalized and we're getting the proof sent out to them. So I should probably, I bet by next week, maybe the week after, I should have some to go show on stream and on the podcast. So we can all look at those and they're, they look really nice from what I've seen in the pictures. So I can't wait to have one in my hand that'd be like, aha, UESP mm -hmm. currency. Find out <laughs> all the different things we can buy with it, which will be nice. <laughs> it's non-legal. Yeah, there's a picture of it on the front page of the wiki if you're interested in seeing what it looks like. Yeah, yeah. So if you want to see that, go to the wiki and check it out. Um, or you can go to patreon.com slash UESP. We've had that post opened up so that everybody can see it. Uh, so I want to thank uh, V13 Koble, Sullivan Walsh, S. Blackwell, and Hellhound223. Thank you guys for being our latest supporters on Patreon. Uh, as a reminder, if you want to help us out, you can always leave a review on iTunes for the podcast specifically, and it's not just for UASP, just for the podcast. As well, the best thing you can always do is make a wiki account and 
start going in and editing articles or making some articles or fixing all the typos that I make in uh, the show notes, <laughs> things like that. It's true. I make a bunch. I see kids in there all the time fixing all the mistakes I make. So <laughs> I really appreciate that. But yeah, so why don't we pop over now and talk about the different things that we've been up to during the scholarly pursuits. So much clicking tonight from me. Uh, so, Lara, what have you been up to? I've been playing some ESO in the latest event. I got the um, last hard Endric. And I actually had enough for the pet this time, so I at least got that one. No, that's good. I played a little bit of Legends. I'm still stuck in the 12th rank. I tried the Grand Melee two weeks ago, but I didn't win any matches. Yeah, with yeah. Legends, I feel like right now, like, it's everything's, like, stuck in, like, a certain meta that I really haven't checked out. So I've just been trying all my old decks, and I can't get past, like, rank 9 at all. Like, no matter what I do, it's just, like, I used to be able to get up to, remind like, 4. Me, remind me again, are the high numbers good or the low numbers good? Low numbers are good. No, low numbers are good. You start at 12, you work your way up, okay. and then uh, once you complete the first rank, then you're uh, actually numbered. Yeah, so, so then you're Legend... And your legend rank 300, legend rank 2, legend rank 1. And whoever's legend rank 1 is like the best player. The winner. Mm -hmm. Of that season, yeah. Mm -hmm. yes. Yeah, highest I ever got, I think, was legend couple thousand. Yeah, I, I never made it to legend. Once. I've made it to 4. I think it's the best I ever got, so. It's just a grind. It's so much mm -hmm. time to get up to legend. So many games. That's cool. What else have you been working on? Um, I've been uploading a lot of the soundtracks to our YouTube channel. So if you ever want to listen to Elder Scrolls music, check out the USB YouTube channel. And other than that, uh, non-Elder Scrolls, I've been lately playing a lot of the Assassin's Creed games. Uh, so I'm, I've played the first and second years ago, so I'm kind of restarting and working my way through the series since I had gotten a couple during a Steam sale years ago and never got around to playing them. Nice. You know, I've never played an Assassin's Creed game. No, neither have I. And I own two I've of been them. Interest oh, well, that's that's a bit different. Um, <laughs> why do you own games that you've never played? I think they gave them away for different mm. like events or something like that. Yeah, I know that they gave away <laughs> the um, Assassin's Creed Unity when Notre Dame burned. Yeah. Because they're like, yeah, we recreated um, it in the game. They gave that one away. Yeah, and I think right. Black Flag was like one of the free games if you signed up for Origin and like put in like your email or something like that. Oh, I must have missed so that. So I one. think I own those two. But I've never actually played them. I need to log in. I was thinking of actually like, I'm like, that'd be a good game to get into and just kind of have a nice little solo game to play for a little while. Mm -hmm. I really like the kind of parkour um, thing in the. You could just run around, climb on stuff. Yeah. That's the best part of the game, I think, in my opinion. It's just fun to run around in it. I'm super bad at that sort of thing. I mean, I'm just I bad don't... at video games, but... <laughs> awesome. Well, anything else you've been up to? Nope, that's about it. Well, how about you, Baratron? What have you been up to? I got a new phone. Ooh, exciting. And my phone uh, arrived uh, by courier last Sunday and it was in a box bigger than my Snorlax plush I mean it was 
it was a box and I was like, what is going on? Why is my phone in such a large box? And on the top, there was a note saying to have your camera ready when you open the box. And I was like, oh, okay then. Well, that's <laughs> going to be a bit difficult because I use my phone as a camera and my old phone's broken, but okay. And I opened, I opened the box and a helium balloon came out. <laughs> With Google <laughs> Pixel 4a written on it and a load of um you know you know Google uses those um red, yellow, blue, blue, mm-hmm. green yeah. shapes. Yeah, well inside the balloon is a load of those sh- uh, shapes made of tissue paper. And I was like, okay, helium. Can you balloon. mail helium filled balloons? Apparently you can. I, f- I yes. feel like I shouldn't be allowed to mail helium. I don't know why. I don't have any valid scientific reason why I shouldn't be able to mail helium, but that feels like something I shouldn't be able to mail. Well, I'm just the, thinking one of my family members is allergic to latex, so that would oh. not be a pleasant surprise to yeah, it wouldn't wouldn't have been. Open that and up. the really funny thing was I couldn't find the phone in the box. Oh no! Amazing. <laughs> I opened it. I was like, okay, where's the where's the phone? And I took a load of well, my husband took a load of photos of me like trying to find the phone. <laughs> I found it, you know, the little heavy lump that was hidden behind an extra layer of cardboard. And it so seems funny. to be a nice phone. But so it's my... just a big package just for the balloon? Yeah. So my previous <laughs> phone, I think, was Android 6, maybe 7, Oof. and this one's 11, and it's yeah. quite different. So I'm kind of... I'm That's so, quite so the suspect- update. Yeah, I've sort of spent the week adjusting, like fiddling with my phone all the time, trying to figure things out. It's just... So I haven't had a lot of time for ESO because I've been fiddling with my phone. Um, but I did that Antiquity stream and I ran some trials with EU. Oh, nice. And I really want to get back into running more EU because I like, I like them. They're nice people. That's good. Not as good as us on NA though, right, Paratron? <laughs> right, Baratron? Different group of people. <laughs> I like the timing proper a little better. political. Because, you know, I've been sitting here yawning my head off. Yeah, are I've, you actually like about on four EU times. time right now? Yeah, yeah. This I, is weird. I have actually been getting up, you know, at least by lunchtime. Yeah, crazy. Uh, I had a similar week to you because you had all your phone stuff. I didn't have a computer i had a long saga of failing computer parts and missing stuff around and buying new and then the new things were failed and shifting so i basically like took apart three different computers that i had and frankenstein them together into a new computer and then it didn't work when i did that so they ended up selling parts of what i have and then buying other new parts together like so i have a basically brand new computer that i've built uh over the past week uh, how many which- hang on how many computers were in your house so full computers, I had two computers. One was an old one that I had, and the other one was my server that I used for a bunch of different things, uh, which is what I was using to play ESO before. If you've ever been on my streams, I use a thing called Moonlight. So I would stream from the server. Mm-hmm. It would have a virtual Windows, a uh, virtual machine with Windows on it. And then I would stream that to my Mac. So actually, I do have three computers. I have my Mac as well. I moved my Mac upstairs for as a work computer so that I can be not in the basement all day, every day, and then in the basement all night, every night, uh, so that I now have an upstairs office and a downstairs office. Um, but then in doing that and trying to shift stuff around the computers, I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to build a Windows PC in the basement and have that go there. And that, that just went terribly. 
Uh, just nothing worked. The motherboard fried on it. And then I bought a new motherboard. And then the new motherboard I got was dead on arrival. And it was just a whole, whole list of shenanigans. But I finally got it sorted out. Uh, That's got to be a relief. <laughs> yeah. Like, it was, like, literally Saturday. And, like, I was just like, okay, finally together. Turned it on. It worked. So I got to play a little bit of ESO on it. I haven't really got a chance to, like, as as we know from the stream, like, I haven't got a chance to get it all set up yet. I haven't been busy because uh, my kids were home from school because they had the sniffles so they weren't allowed in school because of all the restrictions right now um so it was a it was a long week so i barely did any eso i did get to do a cloud rest trial on saturday night uh which was fun um so i've always got my full set of olareme um then i can do some proper healing i still need to go grind uh moongrave um coming up soon I did a stream. Did I do my stream on Tuesday? I don't even remember if it was Tuesday no. that everything failed or if it was. It was Tuesday that everything failed. Yeah. Tuesday, everything failed. I didn't have a computer anymore, so I don't think I did the stream. Um, So it was a bit of a mess going forward there. Yeah, it was It was Monday after the podcast that I was like, I'm going to move this stuff around. That just catastrophic failure. Um, so I haven't really got a ton of, I know everybody in chat's like, no, you didn't stream. You weren't there. Everybody remembers. <laughs> um, so not a lot of ESO. I did play a little bit on Stadia. I did all my dailies, uh, for ESO on Stadia this week, which is kind of fun. Um, so you're still able to do them? Yeah, I did them all. Uh, it was fine. Um, I wasn't paying for ESO or for Stadia Plus, so I was running them all at 1080p, but they worked without a problem. Like, I was able to get in there, do a hero storm every day, collect my daily rewards, and then get off. Like, I didn't spend a ton of time on it, but it worked. So, it's a nice backup if you don't have a computer for a week. Um, other than that, like, it was fine. Like, the quality worked. It felt like I was playing on a mid-tier computer, I would say. It's probably the best way to explain it. Um, but without any add-ons. So it was more console-y. Mm. So. We've got all over the place. But yeah, other than that, I'm trying to think if I did anything else. It was just busy, so I didn't even get a chance to really play Legends or Blades. It was just one of those kind of weeks where we were all over the place. But you know what? I think... A better idea now is why don't we go and talk about all of the different questions that everybody asked us. So we'll There's actually a lot of questions. Yes, as Baratron was saying before I muted her as I moved to the other screen, there is actually a lot of questions uh, that you guys asked us. So that was a lot of fun. Um, so we're just going to go through it. I'm going to ask everybody the questions and we'll answer uh, based on the things. I think I'm the only one, but I'm sure Alara and Baratron can answer some of these if we didn't actually get them. So there's one first question we'll start off with was a like a four-part question. So we'll go with that. So we'll start off with what are your favorite playable races? Baratron? Breton and Argonia. Alara? Altmer and Khajiit. Perfect. We're going to do like rapid fire for some of these. Um, what? Who do you prefer playing for a knight character? So I never make a knight character, so I can't even answer that. 
Same here, really. <laughs> yeah. Closest I get to a knight would be a spelt sword and, you know, Breton spelt sword. Um, heavy armor. Yeah. Doesn't actually work in the current version of ESO, but worked very nicely in. Yeah. In what? In Oblivion. Oh, okay. okay. You cut out okay. completely. Yeah, for, cut you said it works out. Oh, did in, I? And then pause, hmm. so. Um, Sorry. Okay, that's, yeah, that's recording in Audacity for. So it will yep. sound fine in the uh, next question. Well, we, hope podcast. It will. we hope it works. We have no idea what's going to happen this week. It's all crazy. Uh, do you prefer two handed, one handed, or dual wield? I feel like there's so many more options than that, like staves or sword and board or all the different things. What do you guys? I usually do one handed with a spell. One handed spell? Yeah. One handed spell? Yeah. In games before ESO, I did one handed with a spell. Um, in ESO, that's not really an option. So um, I actually, you know, if those are the three options, I like two-handed. Yeah. Because yeah, I really ESO, I like do being able to do the charge where you charge and across the map yeah. and then, th- yeah. Yeah. I, Critical rush wrecking blow. I love that. Even if it's not ideal, I usually do a sword and shield or like a one hand and shield. That's kind of my go-to even in like when I'm melee like my main characters in one of the Elder Scrolls games. I usually have a shield for whatever reason, just because it feels right. And then I switch off the shield to do magic. But I never do magic in like any Elder Scrolls game. In ESO, I only have stam characters and healers, except for the healers. I have magic healers. But I don't, yeah, I don't do magicka ever on one of the main series games. I sometimes will make yeah, an alt merc and try to have them, but. Yeah, Iris no pointed out in the chat there's bows too. I uh yeah, have bows. bows a lot of my characters. Yeah, but the person didn't ask about bows. I yeah. only asked about <laughs> two-handed, one-handed, or what's uh, your wield? Heavy armor or light armor? What do you pick? Alara? Um, light usually. Baratron? Uh heavy usually, but in ESO light. Because in ESO all my characters are mages. So we're like the opposite. It works it well. My ESL one uses medium, so right in the middle. Um, I, I don't know how even answer. What about role playing and background wise? I guess here's a question. Do you role play your characters at all? Yes. Yeah. 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 I, I lightly do. I haven't like I did role playing back in WoW, but I haven't really got into it with ESO. But I usually have like a an inner story of like my characters like the Mm -hmm. what they feel and what's going on but i never do an actual Mm -hmm. like rp with them i have um characters who will not do anything illegal and characters who are uh, as characters who are willing to interact with thieves troves but not actually steal and then characters whom you know who are willing to steal but not murder um so yeah that just just range there yeah uh next I question mean, in terms of background i know their story i don't necessarily tell anybody else uh next question what parts of tes lore are too weird even for you baritron i'll get you to start the remonada where king Hrol did love unto a hillock before yeah. dying in the sight of their you this man actually uh, this is a family podcast. How can how can I say it? He actually reproduced yep. with a mound of earth, 
and that is how that is how uh, the king Freeman Bremen was was born. He was born from a mound of earth, the sacred hill, Sancrator. Yes, of course, that makes complete sense. It's totally and not crazy. There's just this whole concept of, and, and also I'd just like to point out that in the law book, Kroll did love unto a hillock is in block capitals. <laughs> you know, just just in case it wasn't weird and freaky enough already, the law book has block capitals for the freakiest part. And it, it says that the 15 other knights, um, you know, they went off and some of them became mad. And the two that, that returned to their homeland were saying nothing of Kroll and, and were acted ashamed for him. So, you know, <laughs> even the people in the actual law story were freaked out by this. Yeah. It's like, make it stop. Make it stop, please. Alara, how about you? Yeah, I have to say that too. Also, the uh, 36 Lessons of Vivek series. Yeah, that was the one I, I was going to say. Like, them as themselves isn't the weirdest thing in the world, but when you start reading into them, it's gets really really weird yeah it's, it's just you know 36 lessons of effect it, they're hard just to read in the first place yeah and yeah. then when you realize that everything's like an allegory for something else and it's like oh. and then it's like multiple layers deep too because you're like well this and this but mm -hmm. then when you combine this this and this it means this and this but not this and then oh it's yeah it gets crazy it's too much. It's too much. And then we can even go start going into all like the coda stuff that's all the outside of the game. And Oh, yeah. Yeah, can't even deal with it. Uh, next question. Do you like waffles, Alara? Of course. Baratron? Yes. I want to know what type of waffles they were talking about when they asked this question. Because like Belgian. a Belgian waffle would be my guess. But like, I don't know, like a no-name brand Ego knockoff. I, it's not good. Oh, well. No. But like an okay. actual waffle. So yes, the I'm assuming, is... I'm assuming they mean actual, you know, quality. <clears throat> yeah. Um, um, next question is skooma molasses because it's refined moon sugar, which I thought was an interesting question. I have never actually thought question. about that before. So I actually, I actually went and looked this up and you make molasses by boiling sugar juice to concentrate it and promote sugar crystallization. Yeah. And we don't actually know how skooma's made. Um, there is one very brief law note, which is called Laboratory Warning Be Careful, which suggests that the liquids used to mix skooma are flammable, which doesn't exactly sound like We know like from the quest in Canarthi Roost that mm. this making skooma is dangerous because didn't it burn down the one guy's house? Yeah. So I'm trying to remember that one. It. it I don't think moon sugar's very much like our sugar yeah that was what my point was i don't think it's moon just... sugar is a sugar at all i think it's more an allegory for like cocaine <laughs> really yeah like i think that's what it's supposed to be like it's not actually sugar but it's a refined part of a different plant so i thought it was an interesting question though i've never thought about it being me either <laughs> uh, like that but yeah um uh, next question do you have a favorite Elder Scrolls character? Baratron, let's start with you. Well, I wrote a whole list. Then um, write out the <clears> list. Yeah, well, uh, so if you know me since the UESP forum days, you'll know that I like Martin Septon. Uh, I also like Barris, uh, the Companions, most of the residents of White Run, especially uh, the old Borgrove, 
Ulfberth Warbear and the people who live in the Drunken Huntsman. <laughs> uh, my favourite companions are Janassa and Erandor. And there are characters that I have grown to like from fan fiction. Like Ulfric Stormcloak. There's a couple of writers who write him uh, as not a complete racist. <laughs> and, and he becomes sympathetic. You know, you take away the racism and he is actually quite an interesting character. Um, in terms of ESO, you know, there's like Razumdar, Rigat the Brash, Hemejas. Always talk about Hemejas, but I love Hemejas. Uh, the Thieves Guild, especially Velsa, walks softly. I mean, seriously, there's so many characters. Uh, ESO has um, too many characters that are just so fun. Oh, uh, I wouldn't say it has too many characters because it's a complete world, but it has a lot of good characters. Too many characters for me to list is what I mean. Ah, well. Like, to pick favorites. Not, there's too many characters that people... <laughs> yeah, they need to cut out some characters. I just want, like, a, a note on a board saying, go kill thing. Mm. Uh, how about you, Alara? I've got quite a few favorites, too. Some of the ones that come to mind are uh, Quen and Razendar from ESO. And then in Skyrim, Erender's um, my favorite follower as well. And I guess uh, Mike the Liar. You know, Mike the him. Liar is a great one, yeah. Oh, Mayik! Yeah, I didn't even remember him. Yeah, that's actually a really good one. Uh, yeah, I was trying to think of ones because I didn't want to copy. Because, yeah, Razum Dar's clear favorite. Quen's a big one for me. Uh, I loved Esbern in Skyrim. I don't know what it is about Esbern. I just loved Esbern. Uh, Casca in the El uh, the Dragon. Yeah, Hold. Casca's oh, I great. I loved Casca. <laughs> Casca's great. Uh, and then I was like trying to remember any characters that I actually cared about in uh morrowind and the mud crab merchant was my favorite character in morrowind <laughs> because it made the game way more playable having something you could sell everything to <laughs> which i thought was great uh next question why don't npcs in oblivion use detect life but npcs in morrowind do baratron you had the answer for this one well the only reason i can think of is that the npcs in oblivion haven't eaten enough of sajira's famous potato bread does it give uh, a detect life boost or something? Detect life is its alchemy is its first alchemy effect. Yeah. So they need to shop at a different bakery is the answer. Uh, next question. Hey, this will sound weird, but my friend and I were talking about septums, the coins. Uh, do we know anything about them? How do bigger exchanges of currency work? Like if I want to buy a house for 5,000 septums, how do they count that amount of money? Is a septum really worth one or are there say 100 septum coins? Baratron, I think you went through and looked up this answer. Yeah. Um, well, we just don't know, but common sense dictates that people can't actually be walking around with thousands of individual <laughs> Huge coins. sacks of money. Can you imagine how much this would weigh? Yeah. Um, so what I suspect is that rich travellers deposit their money into banks, which then issue promissory notes for the value of the gold. And now what I discovered is that in real life, the oldest known promissory notes date from 118 BC and were made of leather interesting so yeah so they've been used yes actual banknotes weren't invented until that's not as old as i would have expected yeah it can be pointed out in the chat that in daggerfall you get letters and certificates uh from banks for your money so there we go i guess that is a thing in the game but so. could you yeah. transfer the certificate to another person is i guess the question presumably i, I mean that's how these things yeah 
I like to just imagine that, like, when you go to buy a house, like, you have to call in all of your servants with, like, chests full of coins and be like, here you go. <laughs> and that's why we just find them everywhere, like, in, like, dungeons and stuff in Skyrim, because they're just falling out of people's pockets constantly, because they have to carry so many of them around. Well, it makes me wonder why you can finally, or you can find them randomly on random, you know, wolves and stuff in the world. Yeah. Well, the wolves ate the people. The old ate the people, and they just happened to catch all the coins that were in their pockets because their pockets were stuck. It doesn't sound healthy, does it? No, it's no. fine. It's fine. Um, how long was Serena walked, locked away? Baratron, I'm going to make you answer again. Oh, um, well, it's super inconsistent. <laughs> um, so, you know, the developers have said, you know, it could have been before the first era, or it could have been over a thousand years prior to Skyrim, or between the Bremen and Septim empires in the second era. Um, they, they've sort of given different answers, like they yeah. didn't quite know. Um, now, one thing that we know from her dialogue is that she's surprised there's an empire in Cyrodiil. She actually says, Cyrodiil is the seat of an empire. I must have been gone longer than I thought. So, a long time. I mean, she could also nice. just be, like, kind of dumb and just not known about it. Mm, I don't know. She doesn't seem that. She seems fairly intelligent. Yeah, she? but she just might not know. Again, think about like real world histories and stuff like that. Someone that gets locked away during ancient like Greece, like it's heyday, and then they're like, wait, Rome is the like center of the world right now? What's going on? Or like some guy mm. from Macedonia conquered everything? What? <laughs> They might not know about it. They didn't have email. How, how many people have been have been locked locked up for for centuries in real life? <laughs> oh, all the time. We just don't talk about it much. Uh, <laughs> I think next it question. requires being a vampire. Uh, I answered this one. Do you think Elder Scrolls Six will take place after the events of Skyrim? If so, do you think we'll see the end of the Empire, or perhaps it may have already started, or may have already ended by the start of the game? Um, my vote is yes. It will definitely be after Skyrim. Uh, I don't think we will have seen the end of the Empire when we start playing it. I think part of the main plot will be us trying to prevent the end of the Empire, is what I think will be happening uh, against the Thalmor or whoever the new big baddies mm -hmm. are, if they decide to not have the Thalmor be. Oh, it'll be the Thalmor, surely. It should be the Thalmor, but they could, they could easily switch it to the Thalmor were just puppets of the Slodes again, like something like that, like who knows. <laughs> Uh, it's always or the big slows. things could change for all we know. Yeah, like the whole uh, red year and everything. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's kind of like that. They just throw in an interesting. But I think, yeah, I think we'll be seen. We'll be part of the like resistance against the end of the empire in one way or another. So that's my thoughts. What about you guys? Yeah, I definitely think it'll take place after Skyrim. That seems pretty likely since that's what they've done with all the games. I just kind of wonder how big of a gap it'll be. It'll, it'll be mm. shorter like some of the earlier yes. games or if it's going to be another couple hundred years. Yeah, Skyrim does set some interesting things into motion with the whole civil war and, you know, the background lore of what's going on with the other provinces. So, yeah. And then, of course, you know, possible death of the emperor. So, yeah. Yeah, so it'll be really interesting. Uh, yeah, but it's like they could just do a like Morrowind said a bunch of interesting things and they're like, yeah, we blew it up. So who knows if they pull <laughs> another true. thing like that. So that's what I think it'll be there. Uh, next question. Oh, why is UESP team? I'm reading these for verbatim. I realized we forgot to put who actually asked these questions in. So 
Next time we do this, yeah, we'll I've, make I've sure no we idea who asked them. Of who actually <laughs> asked them. Do you have any dragon priest lore that you would share? Specifically, does the lore say anything about the dragon priest being allowed to have children, or were they supposed to be chaste or chaste? Chaste. Um, so as far as I could find, I think Baratron's research did this. There is nothing that I could find in the lore that had anything to do with the reproductive status of dragon priests, whether they had children, no children. I didn't see anything relating to it at all. Um, do you have anything to add to that, Baratron? Well, there's much speculation on the connection between a dragon and their chosen priest, whether it be spiritual, magical, or perhaps merely political. Um, the impression... The impression I got is that, you know, you have the dragon and then the dragon priest is below them and then all the other people are below the dragon priest. And so it it didn't suggest that the dragon priest had a family. I mean, if the dragon priest had had a family, then the tombs would have been set up rather differently. Yeah. So I'm inclined to say they they didn't get married, but whether they had children, well... We also don't know if it was like a rule or they just didn't. Well, or if any children were sacrificed or... to them. Yeah. Yes. Tasty snack for the dragon. So, uh, you know, I don't want to speculate there. Yeah, I would guess that they were supposed to be, like, celibate priests. That's my guess. But I know Skyrim has, like, barely any kids in it anyway, so... <laughs> one thing, One thing to bear in mind as well is that in Skyrim, all of the known dragon priests were male, but... ESO does introduce a female one. Oh yes, true. So, so it's very interesting. Yeah, so bit weird there. Um, next question: Any opinions on Mankar Cameron's unique take on Tamrielic history? Uh, let's see, Alara, did you get a chance to look at that one? It's not highlighted in a color, so I don't know whose thoughts they are. Ah, uh, that wasn't mine. Probably AKB's then. Yeah, I don't really know anything about that one. <laughs> uh, so I'll read out AKB's thoughts then. I think it was his, if it was somebody else's. No, they were mine. They were all mine. The, but the ones in basically... black? Yeah, that was mine as well. Oh, okay, you just didn't color it. So Baratron, go ahead. Well, <laughs> okay, so that. what Manka Cameron actually believed was that the Nine Divines were traitors to Lorcan. And he also believed that Lorcan was a Daedric prince. And that Tamriel was just one more Daedric realm of oblivion long since lost to its prince when he was betrayed by those that serve him etc etc he said how is it that mighty gods die yet the daedra stand incorruptible how is it that the daedra fought rightly i can't say that fought rightly can proclaim themselves to man while the gods cower behind statues and the faithless words of traitor priest it's simple they're not gods at all truth has been in front of you since you first were born Daedra are the true gods of this universe. And it's kind of an interesting explanation because we know that the Aedra can't enter Nern or Tamriel directly, uh, whereas Daedric princes apparently can more or less pop in and pop in and out at will, yeah. even though they're not supposed to by the Cold Harbor Compact. They still do. Um, whereas the Aedra are dead and dreaming. Why are they dead and dreaming? Well, perhaps they're not actually gods it's it's an interesting explanation um i don't think he's right but it's you know i've 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 always 
I've always been quite, quite. I mean, since I played Oblivion, I've been interested in the whole religious side of of Tamriel, and you know, the nine divines and the three tribunal and the however many seventeen, I think, it's Daedric princes. And it is. I mean, just just the fact that the Aedra can't interfere directly, but Daedric princes can, makes it's, you think. Yeah. That the Adra are less powerful. Certainly in one way. Like. Yeah, it's it's a very... It's, we could do a full show talking about just, like, the divinity that exists in the Elder Scrolls because it's so yeah, we really crazy. Could. Yeah, it'd be an interesting talk. Just straight divinity. Nothing else about the different, like, cults and stuff like that. Just talking about, like, the divines in different ways. Like, it's kind of a crazy topic. So, who knows? I don't know. He's kind, He was kind of a nut, but... Uh, Maker's kind of a crazy guy, so... We'll leave that one there. That one's, I guess, up to more interpretation. But next question is a bit of an easy one. Uh, how many powerful Atronach versions did ESO introduce? So we have Flame, Frost, and Storm are kind of the main three that then. Then we'd also have Air, Flesh, Iron, Stone. And then there's a bunch of like variants on them, like the Storm Atronach Bears, the Storm Atronach Guars. Um, and then Alara just added, there's also the Shadow Atronachs. I don't know those yeah. ones. Yeah, there's one ground uh, star mount that was a Shadow Atronach. It was like oh, one man. of the uh, super rare ones, but that's... A I don't remember that. I don't remember that one it's either. A so that's, yeah. that's nine. That's nine. So yeah, the, I've linked to the um, Elemental Thedra wiki page in the chat. So um, yeah, the Shadow one is on there. And all the different types we've just talked about. Yeah, so that's interesting there. Uh, next question. Hey, can I ask, why does the Red Mountain still spill ash over Solthasheim after two centuries? Uh, was there a canon explanation for it? I only played Skyrim and Oblivion. Baratron, you did the research there on is, this one. There is not a canon explanation that I can find. Um, but I did discover that in real life it is entirely possible for a volcano to erupt non-stop for many years. Um, there's a mountain, a volcano off the coast of southern Italy called Mount Stromboli, which has basically been going off since 450 BC, which is about 2,400 years. And it's been erupting almost continuously since 1932, which is 88 years. Um, so, you know, it's possible for a volcano just to keep just keeps going, going and off. going and going. Yeah, it just going. keeps going. It's like the going. Energizer Bunny. And presumably, you know, Bardau crashing into the, um, into Vardenfell, into Vivek City, set off enough of a seismic yeah. uh, impact that it, that it just, I don't know. Plus also a the- world where magic exists. Like, things can just be crazy. Like, it doesn't yeah. have to follow the exact same rules as it would we, in the real world. Like, there, there wasn't any any kind of magical explanation given. No. Because um, I, I was looking at things like the lore books that were in Solstein in the Dragonborn expansion, and it's not really an explanation at all. Yeah. Next question. <clears throat> you have a way of explaining things about TES that give me a headache when I read about them anywhere else. Well, that's a nice compliment to start with. Could you tell us about the Underking? Is he Zoran, Zoran Arctis or Wolfharth? Both? Does he have something to do with Talos never, men- never being mentioned as a god until Morrowind? Uh, because of that seven walking ways thing? With the warrior king, thief, rebel, mage, witness triangle? 
Ugh, I've got a headache now just writing this to ask. I love this person. They made yeah. me laugh. Mm-hmm. So, Baratron, what's going on with the Underking? Unreliable narration. <laughs> so, the Underking is believed by most sources to be Zurin Arctus, the battle mage of Type Scepter. <coughs> when you work with him in Daggerfall, he actually tells you this. Um, he, he, he says that's who he is. Um, but there is a law book called the Arcturian Heresy, which suggests that, in fact, the Underking was actually Ismir Wolfhard, a High King of Skyrim in the first era, who periodically returned to life at several points in history. <laughs> um, so, basically, you've got unreliable narration. I mean, do you trust the guy when he says, oh, I'm Zuren Arctus? Or is he lying to you? Who knows? Yeah. Um, you've got different law books saying different things. Uh, does he have something to do with Talos never being mentioned as a god? I mean, honestly, I think that's they haven't thought of it yet. But, but yes, let's say he does. Let's say that the whole, you know, Kelty early beard, Zuren Arctus, Izmir Wolfhalf pact that created the oh, Tiber Septim being. That, that let's just froze say that's a Oh, I froze. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, she's completely frozen, frozen right now. In the best position she could possibly be frozen in. <laughs> uh, well, let's move on to Alara. I'm going to ask you, roughly how long have the companions existed and roughly how long was Mirak in Apophrica? So basically the short answer for both is thousands of years. Um, so the original 500 companions, uh, or the original companions, I should say, were the 500 that followed Ysgrimoire. And uh, they were the ones who, or a group of them at least, found the... Oh, yeah, Bertrand's back. She just uh, messaged us in Skype. Yeah, she's back. She's well, the not video's frozen, frozen anyway. Yeah. Or wait, no, there, now you're moving again. Okay. Am I moving again? We're good. We're yeah, good. now I can hear back. you. Okay, good. So Bertrand's <laughs> back. <laughs> yeah, back to the question. Um, so some of the original 500 companions, they found the Skyforge, they built Yorabaskar, and that was in the Marathic area, era, however you pronounce that. Um. We don't know exactly when during that, but then the first era was almost 3,000 years. The second was like 900. Third was a little over 400. And then we're 200 years into the um, fourth era. So altogether, that's probably somewhere between three, 4,000 at least years. Yeah. And Mirak too, he was also around in the Marathic area, era. And we don't know exactly when he went to Apocrypha, but... Somewhere around there. Presumably during that time, so... Yeah. Yeah, very long time. Very long time. Uh, next question. Do Adra and Daedra have angels, or is agents the commonly used term? Baratron, now that you're back and unfrozen. Now I'm back. Um, so they don't have angels. Daedra princes have lesser Daedra who serve them. For example, Dark Seducers and Golden Saints of Shagorath. Um Now, I believe that agent is usually used as a term for a mortal who serves a god but not as a priest. Like, for example, the Nightingales are agents of Nocturnal. But I'm not 100% certain of this. I did try searching the wiki for the term agent, and there were hundreds of pages, and I didn't have time to read hundreds of pages. So, um, I don't, you know, I, I think basically agents are mortals. Daedric Princes of Lesser Daedra. I don't think the Aedric gods have 
such. No. And I think like agents can also just be a generic term for I think something that produces change, like an agent of Uh, change. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of agents are actually spies. Uh, Agent for the blades basically means a spy. Yes. Next question. What exactly is the hist again? An alien tree? A god thing? Daedric? Um, And then, yes, I'm going to bear to point. You should go back and listen to our episode about Argonians, where we do a little bit more of an explanation of what the hist is specifically. But they are essentially a species of giant spore trees growing in the innermost swamps of Black Marsh. They are a sentient race, more ancient than all of the races of man and myrrh. Uh, all hist are connected at the roots and can speak to each other. We don't know for sure their origins. There's kind of conflicting stories about how they came to be if they were just... they. Most of those stories just say, like, and they were there. So we don't have, like, a specific, like, this is how the first hist came to be or anything like that. But suggest you go back and listen to our earlier podcast. I don't remember which number it was, but... Oh, I did months. link it, so... Um... Yes. It was episode season two, uh, episode sixteen. Perfect. So just a couple back there. Um, next question: What did the Dunmer think of the Nerevarine after the Red Year? Uh, we don't know. We have nothing. The only thing we've seen in any context was in Oblivion, where they're like, uh, "We think that we've heard rumors that the Nerevarine went off on an expedition to Akavir." That's really all we know. I imagine they're not too happy. They're like, hey, you saved us. Hey, the world's exploding. What'd you do? Why'd you do this? <laughs> like, I bet they blame him. So he's like, peace out, I'm going to Akavir. That'd be what I would do. If I was like, hey, yeah, I did all this stuff. <laughs> or go to Akavir. Yeah, it's like, hey, I did all this stuff. And oh, look, I set into motion the world for you basically ending. Okay, bye. Uh, I do know people who, who write that they've had the same character all the way through, so their Neverarine became their champion, Cyrodiil, yeah. who then became their dragonborn. And you think, my goodness, this poor, this poor person, can they, can they have yeah. some time off? They're like, what, 500 years old and just, like, exhausted. Mm-hmm. I'm, every prophecy you've ever heard about is about me. Ugh. I hope their ESO characters are in there, too. So they're the Vestige, the Neverarine, the champion of Cyrodiil, and the dragonborn, and they're, like, 4,000 years old be amazing uh next question i have a question about the green pack of the wood elves again we should go back to our episode about the wood elves uh do fungi count can wood elves eat and harvest fungi or do those count as plants baratron um i would like to refer you to the lawmaster layman tuttle because yes, i a very good question <laughs> it's an yeah. excellent question and i couldn't find any reference at all to fungi and law uh the tenants of the Tenets of the Green Pact are do not harm the forest. Do not eat anything made of plant life. Eat only meat. When you conquer your enemies, eat their flesh. Do not leave them to rot. Do not kill wastefully. It doesn't mention fungi. I would guess they would be considered as plants, though. That would be my personal guess, too. It would be my guess, but I would really like an official... You know what? I will send a tweet after the show saying to Lehman Tuttle and say... Do fungi count as plants? Well, just do fungi count as plants without any context? No context at all. He's going to be really confused. No, I'm just going to just straight to it. Just say, okay, are they plants? And just whatever he says counts. So You know, he's he's actually a beekeeper. He is a beekeeper, That's one of his hobbies, he's a beekeeper. And can they eat honey? 
Honey is produced by an animal, so it'd be the same as milk, so it should be fine. Well, I, I mean, that's what you'd have thought, but... No, honey would definitely well, it's be not a, plant. not a plant. Really? No, it's, it's, just and- a, it's just the fact that it says eat only meat. It doesn't say eat only animal products, but we know that they eat milk and cheese. Well, they also do have, um, the, like, that drink made from bugs or whatever. Oh. Or- Rot- no, not Roth. Roth. Rotmeth? Rotmeth, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. think that's the bug one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but what, my point I'm making is that the tenets of the, of the green pat say, you know, eat only meat, but but clearly anything from animals is okay. Yeah. So, it's up to so you know, it's fine. It doesn't mention fungi, but it also doesn't mention cheese. So, honey. Um. Next question. I have a question about the dragon language. It is referred to as Dovazul anywhere in the game, or is that a fan term? Baratron? It is not referred to as Dovazul in any text currently on the wiki. And I just realised we forgot to include some wiki news. The wiki news being that we currently have 70,000 articles. Articles. Yes. Yay, congrats. So anyway. Yes, we actually made in, it. We kind of talked about it last week. We said we were the almost ESP there. wiki, which has more at least 70,000 articles, there are no pages that use the term Doverzul. So I think it's a fan term. Yeah. Now, obviously, you know, Dover is used throughout Skyrim to mean, to mean dragon. And Zul is the translation of, <clears throat> excuse me, the voice uh, on a word wall in SharePoint and also in the title song, The Game, which I'm not going to attempt to sing. Um, so, so, you know, you've got Dover meaning dragon, you've got Zul meaning the voice, it makes sense that Dovazul is the name for the dragon language, but it, it is a fan term. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alara, what are your thoughts on the musician Young Scrolls? <laughs> um, a lot of it just isn't my genre of music that I listen to, but I do really like the songs Stagothwave and Star. I love all of the Young Scrolls stuff. It makes me so happy every time I listen to it. It's like I actually listen to it while I work sometimes. <laughs> so I'm a big fan. Um, next question. Is the Elder Scrolls Adventures Redguard canon? And the answer to that is yes, all of the published games are canon. Yes. Easy. Uh, next question was just, hey, UESP, I love Wu, or I love That's you. not a question. It's not <laughs> a question, a but comment. we love you too. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> how do you, <laughs> next question. How do the Vigilance of Stendar feel about the Reclamations and the Orcs' worship of Malakoth? Malakath, for that matter. Do they respect the religions of the orcs and the dark elves, or are they like real-world missionaries? Malakath isn't even considered a daedra by the other daedra. Would that have an impact? Baratron? Because that's a complicated well, one. It is complicated, but uh, when you look at their actual dialogue, they say, Our order was founded after the Oblivion Crisis. We dedicate our lives to facing the threat of daedra wherever they appear. And they go on in some detail about the other things that they dislike. Um, vampires, werewolves and Daedra are the worst and they, they explain why they think Daedra are the worst and I can't see why they would respect Dunma worship of the Reclamations yeah. or Orcish worship of Malakath because if they don't accept when anybody, you know, if you're walking around with Azura's star, especially the uh, white version of Azura's star which is probably the most benign of all the Daedric artefacts, they'll still fight you so, 
I can't see, you know, even if, even if you're a dark elf, they'll still fight you. Next question. I've had this on my mind for a while. We have Queen Irene as the founder of the first Elmeri Dominion. Who are the founders of the second Elmeri Dominion and the third Elmeri Dominion? Was it ever said who founded or reformed the other two? So I'll say yes. Yes, it was saved. I'll save Baratron's <laughs> voice for a minute here because you've been reading a lot of them. Uh, so Second Dominion was founded in 2E830 when the Altmer of Somerset invaded Valenwood in response to a Bosmer faction making peace with the Collodians. Citing a stewardship clause in a treaty from a thousand years before, the High Elves quickly established a provisional government on behalf of their own uh, claimant, King Cameron Anaximes? Anaximes? <laughs> Uh, whose bloodline had struck the pact with the Elmeri Council in the first place. After driving the Colovians out of Valenwood and silencing the other possible heirs to the throne, Anazmes Anaximes, uh, was reminded, <laughs> I don't know, uh, of the Prince of Somerset's aid, 50 years fealty to the King of Alinor. This comes from the lore uh, article on the pocket guide to the Emperor First Edition. Uh Alara, do you want to go over the Third Dominion? Who founded that? So the Third Dominion was founded in uh, Fourth Era 29 after a Thalmor-backed coup overthrew Valenwood's government. Eleanor and Valenwood proclaimed a union, and all contact was severed with the Empire for 70 years. And that's from the lore book uh, Rising Threat, Volume 4. Yeah, so the, the Second Dominion, we know at least one of the people involved. For the third dominion, we don't know any of the names, and it's during one of the it's during uh, one of the times it isn't covered by any of the games. In fact, I don't. I think it's even before the 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 uh, novel starts, isn't it? The novel starts, I think. Um, I don't. Yeah, it's yeah. like forty or so years after. Yeah, so we don't have any names, and it's it's during a period of history which is just not covered. By the canon. Yes, so we don't really know about that. Uh, next question. Uh, actually, there's two questions here that are kind of similar. Uh, so first question was, hello, I was wondering if there's any information regarding the view of nudity amongst cultures and races of Tamriel. And then the X question that's kind of tied together is, is it just me or is the subject of sex really weird in, T in the Elder Scrolls? Is it like it just does and doesn't exist and somehow that makes sense? Um, for the first part of it, we don't there's I don't know if there was really any like canon like lore books that say like this about nudity this but like I know in games like if you see somebody is out without their clothes on like the other characters make comments about it like be like mm -hmm. this guy wasn't wearing any clothes or like I think Regert has a quest where they're doing something or there's the bath the Nordic bath towel uh that's a kind of a joke with the new life event where there's you there's only go the naked Nord quests yeah as like well. there's like there's, there's mm -hmm. naked Nord quests repeatedly. So when there's nudity, it's called out, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's like at, like how it's reacted to. So and I feel like it's probably just similar to modern culture how we deal with nudity. That it's it's sometimes you're like, oh yes, that's nudity, and then other times you're like, what are you doing? Why aren't you wearing clothes? Um, and then oh, there's my poor pantsless warrior. <laughs> yeah, and then sex is. Yeah, it is kind of like this weird thing. I don't think it doesn't exist. It's just it doesn't get talked about all the time. I think it's probably more the thing because there are some definitely like more 
their video games like they have they do have a like maturity rating that they need to hit on them so they're not going to just have like a game that's just like pornographic or anything like that uh but they do talk about some racier subjects in some of them like we've got the go ahead um well we've got we've got books like the lusty argonian maid which is a, a whole series of innuendos um the original version of the real berenzaya was actually censored after daggerfall um and even the censored version states that dunma are promiscuous and it does go into a lot of details about her sex life yep um her attempts to to get pregnant and things like that it it is talked about um and in ESO, there are the night flowers who are essentially escorts, prostitutes of some form. So it's there. It's just not absolutely up in your face. Yeah. And yeah, Kate Eight Low in the chat points out the dark elves have some interesting practices in the inns in big cities. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's that's the night flowers. I mean, so it's, it's certainly there. It's just. It, it's, it's very uh, cultural, based on our real yeah. life. Um, the fact that in in some countries and some cultures, it's what's acceptable is a, is a lot lower than in others. So they have to make the game so that everybody can play it. Uh, the next question is kind of funny because I made I like I just as a joke, I just said what kind of questions people can ask us. So I said if you want to know what kind of shampoo. Uh, we use and the question was I am now legitimately curious what shampoos y'all use uh, and if you use conditioner or not uh, so my answer for myself is the shampoo I use is the one that is in the shower when I get in there because I am the least picky on that <laughs> except the current shampoo I have is like a dove I think it's like an anti-dandruff shampoo or something like that and it is like fire in my eyes every time I put it on it doesn't even have to touch my eyes and it's like I just like put it in and it's just like my eyes are just burning on fire. So I've stopped using that one because I think it's going to kill me if I actually get any in my eyes okay. <laughs> uh, because that stuff's wild. Um, conditioner usage for me, as you can tell by my luscious locks, that it's, I have a lot of hair care and I have used conditioner probably 20 times in my entire life and... Probably half of those were me thinking it was shampoo and it wasn't, and then realizing my <laughs> hair wasn't lathering at all and trying to figure out what was going on. So there's your uh, hygiene care with pylon talk. Um, You're such a bloke sometimes. Oh, most, yeah. I've the, As far as like hair care goes, well, I don't have long hair. It doesn't matter. You don't have to really do it. Yeah, you don't have to do just, a lot with it. It just exists. It's just there. And then I'll cut it off and it'll come back. That's all it does. So I don't really have to like worry about it getting tangled because it's like an well, inch long my husband does have long hair and a long beard and he's such a man that he never really doesn't condition it properly it drives me nuts yeah so i need a haircut now it's getting a little bit long so maybe next maybe Do you know, i was actually thinking it. that yeah it's getting a little I was bit actually long thinking for me that. So. I, was, I was thinking you you because because i'm i'm actually quite face blind I'm not very good at recognizing people. Like I only recognized Pylon when we met in real life because he's ridiculously tall. He's like the <laughs> tallest person there. And I'm actually sitting here thinking, well, hang on, your hair's different and it reminds me of somebody else. And I can't think who it is. And it's, it's, it's been annoying me. <laughs> yeah. It's just anyway. Um, so then the final question actually was one that just popped up in Twitch chat here. 
And I assume they're talking about Elder Scrolls Online, where they say, what are your guesses yeah. on the next patch in terms of where it's going to take place, classes, theme, etc.? Um, I assume they That's mean... It's going to be in the Reach, chapter. isn't it? I think they're talking about chapters. I think, yeah, I think they mean chapter. Um. So I don't know. I honestly don't really know what's going to happen next, because I haven't played any of Markar, so I haven't seen any breadcrumbs. Um, yeah, I haven't yet either. And I've been uh, staying away from any data mines or spoilers and stuff like that. So I legitimately don't know where I would like us to go. Um, I want to see the Fallen SD come back, but I don't think that's going to happen. Um, I'd like some non-PVP Cyrodiil zones. I think that'd be a good one because it is the 15th that's... anniversary of Oblivion, Oblivion coming up, so... I wouldn't be surprised yeah, if we saw. Yeah, that's the number one thing I want to see. Yeah, I think yeah. I, if I had to, if I was a betting man, I would put money on Cyrodiil in some form being the next one, just because of the anniversary. We did the anniversary yeah. for Morrowind, so. But we didn't Brevel do the. and win. Yeah, because we did Skyrim this year, so we're not doing Skyrim next year for the 10 year. Do we have Skingrad yet? Not yet. No. No, okay, so Skingrad, Brevel, Leowin. I think. Yeah, that would make sense to me. But uh, other options, I don't think we're going to be going to High Rock anymore. Hammerfell. High Rock's pretty much High Rock's pretty all much in the game, out, isn't, isn't it? it? Is there any? And same with Vale and Wood. Vale and Wood so. is, but it's Vail we don't know about done. the Falinesti. No, we have a yeah. big chunk Apart of Vale and Wood Falinesti. over. Yeah. Um. I'm going to start yawning again because I'm so tired. Yeah. Three o'clock in the morning, guys. Sorry. I know. <laughs> yeah. Well, we are actually done, I think. I think that. Yeah, that was the last question. The last question. Person did want to know in terms of where it's going to take place classes. Oh, well, we don't know if theme. there's going to be a class. No, but I really. I mean, there was the one hand and rune, the spell, which is basically oh, the spell, spell shield. Yeah. Which mm. was data mined. But that was so way many back years ago. when spellcrafting was going to be a thing. I, yeah. Maybe well, it's still going to be a thing maybe someday. Maybe if we go to Cyrodiil, it will come back. Maybe we'll get to see one of the... Because where is the University of Gwilym? It's in Cyrodiil. Where in Cyrodiil? It is, yeah. Gwilym. Where's Gwilym? I don't know where Gwilym is. <laughs> Maybe we'll be going there and learning yeah, some spellcraft. That would actually I mean. be interesting if instead of a class, they gave us a new weapon skill. Mm. Maybe they'll give us spears too. Everybody wants their spears. Everybody wants spears. Spears are awful, but everybody wants spears. <laughs> that's the thing that's so funny. Yeah. Is that everybody, everybody's like, I want some spear, but why do they want spear? They just do. Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, maybe we get, instead of a class, we get a new weapon line that'd be an interesting way to do it i think i would actually like that because then i wouldn't have i could use it on my current characters and not have to re-roll another one because i always re-roll yes. another character when the new ones come out mm -hmm. and then never use them because i don't actually like like the necromancer is like 27 i think mine is so but yeah i, I like mine. i mean i like necromancers but i don't use him enough because i don't find his play style very natural same same i don't I don't. It doesn't I, I click. really like the class and the theming, especially as a you know as a necromancer healer. It's just so funny. 
Yeah. I think necromancers are great. I think they did a great job with creating necromancers, but for me personally, it's just not one that I connect to. Whereas the warden is the class I wanted to be. Same. Same. Warden's always been the one. I just wanted to have a pet. So yeah, (laughs) something that builds, like like how they add in antiquities and they build on our existing characters, I would definitely prefer that they add new skill lines than add a whole new class. Yeah. Mm. Uh, they might like we'll TikTok say. that though, so it's like every other chapter, one, new class, new abilities, new class, new abilities, new class, new abilities. They yeah, might we just don't know, do we? But we don't really know at this point. I mean, well, if they were to add a new class, I don't even know. I'd like where a bard. A bard. But if they were going to add a bard, they I would have thought so. They they'd do so with Skyrim and the Bards College. Yeah. So That's I true. can't. can't see I don't see a bard coming in because how do you make a tank and a DPS bard? Oh, bards are super good support characters. Support so characters, sure yes. But the theming do. that they've done for characters going is like each skill line is you yeah, have a tank skill line, a, a DPS yeah. skill line, and a healing skill line. And I don't know how you really build a bard into be a tank character relatively easily. Like, other Possibly than just being illusion buffing and, magic. Yeah. And they make the enemy think that they're somewhere else. I guess. It just doesn't, it feels weird. I like a bard as a support character. It makes sense in my head, but like, I don't know. But I think that's, well, that's probably guess a good is place anyway. to leave it for tonight. I need my bed. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Before Well, on behalf of myself, Alara, Baratron, and the rest of the staff at UASP, thank you guys for joining us once again for another episode of the unofficial Other Scrolls podcast. Remember, you can find us here every week, Monday nights, live on Twitch, or find us on your favorite podcatchers. And other than that, I hope you all are good to each other and you all have fantastic adventures in Nern. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Don't forget to raid.